Well, it's Wednesday, December 27th. If you only have the stats off like me, uh, here we go again. But I uh, do think that uh, it'll be uh, pretty quiet around the old city here as far as downtown Regina and those who normally would go to work. I think it's uh, everyone I spoke to over the holidays. Yep, took the whole week off. Kids are out of school, makes it easier. Don't have to juggle childcare, but... Yeah, it continues to be a brown Christmas. Hope you had a great one. As uh, many of you are sharing on the CGMB Morning Show Facebook page, some of your uh, favorite moments, Lori Martell said, uh, helping cook the dinner, the baking. I love to bake. Watching the expressions of family uh, opening their gifts was the best part of my Christmas. Uh, Shirley McEwen said, having all three of my uh, my adult kids together for the first time in three years. One uh, came from Australia, in fact. Sandy, or pardon me, Shandy Martin said, it was awesome to have the whole family together and we got a Pac-Man arcade machine that was uh, played regularly over the holidays here too. Nice to hear. Keep your comments coming. Some of you sharing photos of just, you know, being with family. I like your photos too. Appreciate it. We were uh, one degree yesterday. At one point, uh, Moose Jaw was nine, and our warm weather is going to continue through 2024 here early next week when it arrives the new year. It continues to look pretty pretty mild. Normal high this time of the year is minus 10, and the lows would normally sink to minus 21. But as you heard in the forecast, again, by tomorrow, we're going to be sunny and plus three degrees. Hope you had a good boxing day. Did you get out and score some deals? I heard the Cornwall Center was packed. I talked to a number of people. I was on location at Hunter's Furniture on Quants. And a number of people walked through the door saying they had just come from the Cornwall Center. And it was jammed. Others told me about being at uh, the door waiting to get in electronic stores. And folks I spoke to said big screen TVs were incredible as far as deals. And... Cell phone plans. A lot of people looking to get a new cell phone and plan. They said the deals were really good. Usually those Boxing Week deals continue all week long, right? So let me know. one 877 What was the best thing you got for Christmas? What was the best deal you got at Boxing Day? I'm curious. But uh, hope you had a good time with family. I just read that 46% of people surveyed Agreed they would pay up to five grand to have their home magically cleaned up from top to bottom after the holidays. I don't have a spare five grand even sitting around after the holidays, let alone any time of the year, but I'm not sure I'd pay that much. But it was indeed part of the conversation after dinner on Christmas Day. A few of my guests were talking about how they want to spend uh, a few days during the break purging all the junk from the year they've collected. I give the house a good cleaning from floors to baseboards to walls. Not me. I'm still wanting to lay on couch. I'm in couch mode still. I've, when I when I get off work today, I just want to go home, lay on my couch. I visited out. It was fabulous having all my family together again, but I'm sick and tired of talking to family. <laughs> They're all great, but it was just so busy. I just want to lay on the couch and relax. I don't want to take my Christmas decorations down yet. I, I usually wait till about New Year's Day in the afternoon. Usually the last few years while I watch an outdoor NHL hockey game. And I think there's one, uh, yeah, Seattle is hosting the outdoor game on New Year's Day. The Kraken. 
taking on the Vegas Knights. So I'll probably do it then. If you're looking to ditch your real Christmas tree, minus all the tinsel, the decorations, and take it out of a tree bag if it's sitting in one already, you can ditch it at the Yard Waste Depot any day but Sundays for free till the end of January out at the uh, city dump. One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. What was the best part of your Christmas? What are your New Year's plans? Do you still go out and party, or is it just barbecue as we do in our household? Usually steak and just uh, a few uh, board games. But uh, let me know how it's going over the holidays. Well, the World Junior Hockey Tournament has begun in Sweden. Canada winning its first game 5-2, as you heard it here live on 980 CJME. They beat Finland. And uh, Brighton Jaeger from the Moose Jaw Warriors played a lot on the penalty kill. And Denton uh, Matichuk, another warrior, picked up an assist, too. Fraser Minton is captain of the uh, club this year. He's a Saskatoon Blade, also a Leaf prospect. Canada won the last two tournaments and are looking to 3 P for the first time since winning five straight between 05 and 09. And uh, Matisse uh, Russo, man, that kid was outstanding in goal for Canada in game one. I love, too, when it was 2-1 Canada. Well, Canada appeared to have scored another goal, but they had to review it. And the referee, Daniel Erickson, listened to this rather dramatic call. Erickson with the call. After reviewing the play, it was determined that the puck completely crossed the goal line. We got a goal. <laughs> oh, he's got some West Macaulay in Yeah, him. a little flair for the dramatic. It's a Celebrini. The 17-year-old has his first World Junior goal. Now that's how you deliver a call after video review. <laughs> that was cool. Canada's right back in action uh, this afternoon taking on Latvia. The puck drops at 12.30. Again, you can hear it all live here on 980 CJME, all of the... Uh, Canadian games, but uh, yeah, it's good to have that to kill some time and uh, enjoy. Man, lots of NFL football. I watched a lot of NFL. It seems so weird that they, they were playing Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, but heck, it was nice and handy to have it on for sure. No game in particular was outstanding. The Cowboys lost another close one to the Dolphins. Two losses in a row if you're a Cowboys fan. Very frustrating, but uh, NHL resumes again tonight. The The biggie, Christmas Day, out of the way now, and the challenge is to find ways to keep your kids busy, right? They're on uh, holiday break. What, till the 7th, I think? And uh, there's lots to do if you go looking for it. Uh, well, don't forget Mega Munch, that ro- robot T-Rex at the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. They announced it's going to retire in February. So uh, after 37 years, you can't handle any more repairs. So they announced a few weeks back they're going to retire it. Maybe that's one of the things you want to do with the kids one last time. Go uh, see Mega Munch at the Royal Sask. Uh, Kramer IMAX Theater is open. It's got a a couple of 3D movies playing. Wings Over Water in 3D. And uh, the Hubble Telescope has its own movie. It's called Hubble, and it's in 3D, too. And don't forget the Shine Center is doing their New Year's Eve party again. 
but you will have to buy tickets in advance if you want to take your kids to that. I think it's like 20 bucks, but get on that early. That is almost always sold out. Robin Campeski of Sass Parks had dropped by recently to tell us about what's going on at Echo Lake Provincial Park. That's the place to be this week. Quite a few activities kicking off over the holidays. We're starting with Skate the Park at Echo Valley, which is they flood the roads within the campground loop. They have this beautiful sort of skating trail through the trees there, and they have a great base of ice. They have a teepee set up with a wood-burning stove, so kind of a little warm-up area. They have the Ninja Warrior course ready. And then really cool this year is an offering from Back to Nature Wellness, which is a barrel sauna with a wood-burning stove inside. And those appointments are actually available on their website. And my understanding from the Echo staff is it's being booked constantly. So all of that at Echo, all the outdoor rinks here in our city are a work in progress, obviously, because of the, the weather being a little... Uh... A little mild, so many of the outdoor rigs are a little bumpy, maybe a little carved up, but uh, they are open. And I did notice today, too, there's indoor skating over at the Al Ritchie. That's later tonight at 6 at the Ritchie. Uh, but uh, in the afternoon, over the cooperators, uh, one of the rigs will be open for public skate today at 2.30. Just check the City Regina website, and you'll discover times they vary daily for the indoor skates. Environment Canada's David Phillips came out with his top 10 list, the biggest weather stories of the year, and a number one, all the wildfires that sent thick gusts of smoke into the U.S. and right across the Atlantic Ocean to northern Europe. Very few people saw the fires, but millions and millions of Canadians smelled the smoke and and tasted and, and felt the ash falling from that from those uh, massive fires. Then, of course, there was all the smoke from eastern Canada that we uh, saw images of even New York clouded over from it, too. But uh, according to Phillips, the total area burned almost 185,000 square kilometers. That's double the previous record, almost seven times the 10-year average. Nearly a quarter million Canadians were forced from their homes, including the entire city of Yellowknife, and don't forget how Nunavut had its first fire evacuation as well, too. Wildfires blazed in nearly every province in 2023 and territory in the country. And often it was happening at the same time. So uh, Canada's hottest summer was second on Phillips' list, too. It was the warmest summer in 76 years, dating back to the start of the national records being kept back in 1948. And, uh, man. Uh, thanks to El Nino warming up the Pacific waters. It continues to be mild now, even. I'm Greg Morgan, and uh, we had a record breaker in Moose Jaw yesterday. You, you uh, got all the way up to what? what? What's the final? Oh, 9.3 to be exact. The old record was 7 back in 94. Regina, no record break broken yesterday. We did hit uh, plus 1 degree, and we're still going to see some plus temperatures here. Particularly tomorrow, looks as if plus 3. So uh, it's it's crazy. The brown Christmas that everyone's been talking about continues to be the talker in the final week of the year and into the new year. We don't see this weather pattern really changing yet. 
It's got to happen sometime in January, you would think here, but in the next, uh, you know, five to seven days, more of the same. Some of the stories you may have missed over the holiday break include this one from Spirit Airlines stateside, who mistakenly put a six-year-old boy on the wrong flight amid the holiday travel rush. Now, if it sounds familiar, it's essentially the plot of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. My family's in Florida. I'm in New York. So here's the real-life version of what happened. December 21st, six-year-old Casper was meant to fly Spirit Airlines from Philadelphia to Fort Myers, Florida on his own. Yes, you can do that. But he was accidentally put on the wrong flight to Orlando. And when his grandmother went to pick him up, she found Casper was not on board the plane. Grandma said they told her he'd miss the flight. I go to pick him up. I go there with my ID and everything. The lady that took care of me, she said, no, he missed his flight. I said, what you mean he missed his flight? He's, he's, he checked in. This is the ticket. He was checked in by his mom. She goes, no, he missed his flight. He's not in this flight. I said, no, 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 no. You got to have you gotta have it wrong. You, you have to find my grandson. This has got to be where she's like, uh, you know, screaming Kevin in Home Alone 2. Anyhow, meanwhile, back to real-life drama of the grandma going to the Florida airport to pick up her grandson. He never shows up. I just went crazy. I just, my, I got a panic attack, and, and I was asking, where's my grandson? You had him. This is the ticket. Where's my grandson? Nobody knew where was Casper. Amid the chaos, grandma gets a FaceTime from little Casper. He said, yes, I land. I'm in the airport. Where are you, grandma? I said, give me the adult with you. He said, there's nobody with me. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. So she instructs six-year-old Casper to go find the nearest uniformed employee. And that's when she learns where he really is. I wanted to die. I said, no. What you mean he's in Orlando airport? I told you this is a real-life story, almost like right out of the plot of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, where little Kevin McAllister boards a flight to New York where his family flies to Miami instead, and... Well, this real-life story is missing Joe Pesci. Grandma goes on to say that the airline offered to put him on another flight to get him to Florida, where she was, but she declined and said, no, 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 no. I'll drive the three and a half hours from Fort Myers, Florida, to Orlando. I'll get it myself. Oh, and although little Casper didn't make it to the original destination, his luggage did. She knew because she got a text from the airline later. It's like, you lost your bag, and we found your bag. Here, I'm returning your bag. Have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I don't think I would ever put my six-year-old on a plane in the first place, but I guess you might if you felt the circumstances were just right. I I have to imagine that six-year-old must be much more mature for his age than a six-year-old really is to sit unaccompanied on a flight. But Casper is back with Grandma, and all is well. You can do magic. You can have anything that you desire. Magic. And you know you're the one who can put out.
I was just talking about the six-year-old who uh, boarded a plane, Spirit Airlines in the States, and uh, was uh, destined for uh, Fort Myers, Florida, but accidentally uh, wound up in Orlando, and his grandma drove the three and a half hours to go pick him up there. And, you know, it seems weird putting a six-year-old all alone on a flight. But as Frank, my producer, and I were just talking, we were probably eight. We were hopping on the bus, going downtown to watch a movie. Sometimes alone I'd go. Different times now. Different times, I know. But uh, Frank he, Frank told me he, he hopped on a bus, was it, to Saskatoon? Your uncle picked you up, and he went to a concert on his own at eight years old. Uncle picked him up. He hopped on the bus back to Regina. That's incredible, Frank. World Junior Hockey Tournament in Sweden. Canada winning its first game 5-2, as you heard here live on 980. CJME, we're going to carry all Team Canada games. And uh, we're working towards a three-peat, right? Canada right back in action uh, this afternoon, taking on uh, Latvia. The puck drops at 1230, and you'll hear it here as well. NHL resumes play after uh, the Christmas break. Leafs and Sens will battle. The crack and take on the Flames. And uh, Winnipeg is in Chicago. I doubt Connor Bedard will try it again, but if you missed it again, you're busy over the holidays. It happened on uh, last Saturday. He scored Michigan style. Coming from behind the net, having picked up the puck on the blade of his stick, wrap around, stick it in the net, lacrosse style. Kershev plays the rebound for Bedard down low. Bedard, lacrosse style scores! Unbelievable! Dude, that was insane. We have not seen him do that in a game situation just yet, but the kid's got some marvelous hands. Play goes behind the net, takes it off the boards, protects it, and he knew exactly what he was going to do right away. Yeah, from behind the net, lacrosse style, over the goalie's uh, shoulder. It's called a Michigan thanks to a guy by the name of Bill Armstrong, a minor league hockey player who started practicing lacrosse style shots for fun when he was playing with the uh, Albany River Rats. And back in the day, he was coached by Robbie Fitorek, who was an NHL coach, of course, right from New Jersey. And I think he was the Kings too at one point. Anyhow, he asked Fitorek one day, can I try that? And Fitorek said, yeah, try it. And he scored four goals with the move that season. So uh, Bedard, he gets one lacrosse style on the same night, Saturday, last Saturday, hours later, uh, Trevor Zegras scored a, a, a similar goal, the Michigan goal, and he plays for the Anaheim Ducks. And that was the third time Zegras has used the lacrosse move. Our Regina Pats are in Brandon tonight. They'll be in Moose Jaw Friday night. Next home game, though, is until Saturday when the Brandon Wheat Kings are here. And we're certainly uh, getting closer to the end of the year. Do you think you saw... Any of the top five movies of the year? Number five? Winning used to be about winning. We raced for respect. Today, I raced to stop the bloodbath. Fast 10 or Fast X, the franchise, continued to be a huge hit this year. It uh, has over-the-top stunts that seem unbelievable, and you're almost like, okay, I've had enough. I can't take anymore, but uh, you can't turn away, right? It's improbable what they do, but the movie's still raking in over $700 million globally. That was the fifth biggest movie of the year. At number four... Hello, we come in peace. The latest installment of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy 3 was number four. It came out in May and has gone over the $845 million mark. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. 
zero. What do you want for theory alone? Zero. Oppenheimer is the third biggest movie of 2023. 951 million and counting. It went up against Barbie at the box office last July. It held its own. I saw it at the IMAX. Long movie. <laughs> long movie. <laughs> it was good. But a long movie. Second biggest movie of the year. Based on the video game, the Super Mario movie. In fact, it's one of only two movies that crossed the coveted $1 billion mark this year. It earned $1.36 billion worldwide at the box office. But of course, only one other movie could make more than that. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. Barbie! It's a Barbie world, and we're just living in it. From the marketing to the cast to the soundtrack, it took the world by storm. It made more than $1.44 billion around the globe. It's the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Yeah. You guys ever think about dying? Barbie is now streaming for free, if you have Crave, by the way. I still haven't seen it. Everyone says, oh, you got to see it. It's hilarious, but... Uh, Maybe uh, maybe this coming weekend. Uh, my favorite movie of the year, if I were to reflect, uh, it's Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning, part one. And part two, is it, it was supposed to come out now next summer. Now they're saying not till May of 2025. But yeah, I, I really like Tom Cruise, and I liked Mission Impossible. I wanted the, the last Indiana Jones to be my favorite movie of the year, but yeah, it was just so-so. But yeah, for me, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. What was your favorite movie of the year? You either went to the theater or maybe you streamed. one 300 7275